Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoyed today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. You know, throughout history, God has used women and men. I mean, broken, flawed women and men. But he's used them to tell and to teach and to preach, to stand on platforms, to stand in front of cameras, to to talk about, to teach about him, to teach about God. And the gold at its pure, in the in its purest form, is to is to push and challenge and to motivate and, ex- and inspire people, people like you and me, to, toward Jesus, to chase after Jesus, to explore Jesus, to pursue Jesus, to know Jesus. What we do here at Miami Church is we, is we take a topic or a passage that's relevant to, to you and to me that you can relate to, and we talk about it. And the idea is we hope to stir a conversation, right? The goal, the hope is that that the conversation pushes you or inspires you or motivates you. It moves your curiosity so that you individually, you explore, you research, or, or you corporately, that's why we have neighborhood teams where together we can question and explore and seek and be curious together. But it's all to push us toward, to, to push us toward Jesus. See, the ultimate goal is to help you find and follow Jesus. And today we're going to talk about a topic, if I'm just being honest, it's a topic I don't really want to talk about. These topics are planned well in advance, and, and earlier this week I was trying to change the topic. But, but what we're talking about today is, the I think, the number one thing that keeps me and it keeps you from Jesus, from knowing from chasing, from exploring, from experiencing Jesus. And today, what we're talking about, it's the one thing. It's one thing, and it's inside of of me, and it's the one thing, it's inside of you, and it and it just it it keeps you from and it causes you to. I mean, this is what keeps me from And causes me to. It keeps you from and it causes you to. It's inside of you. Here's some clues if it is inside of you. It it keeps you from. This is what keeps you from. It's the one thing that keeps you from celebrating another person's success. It's the one thing that keeps you from initiating an apology when you know that you are wrong. It's the one thing that keeps you from initiating an apology when you are 5% wrong and the other person is 95% wrong. I mean, this thing, it's the thing that keeps you 
arguing your point even after you realize you don't even have a very good point. It's the thing that keeps you from admitting that you're lost. It's the thing that keeps you from admitting that you need help. It keeps you from admitting that you just don't know what you're doing. It keeps you from being honest with yourself. It keeps you from being honest with others. It keeps you from being honest with God. This is the thing inside of you and me that keeps you from learning new things because you want people around you to think that you know everything. It keeps you from. It also causes you to. This is the thing inside of you and me. It causes you to feel good when someone else fails. It's, it's what causes you to power up when you actually should open up. This is the thing inside of you and me that, that causes you to cheat before you allow yourself to lose. It's what causes you to lie about your past. This is the thing inside of you and me that it causes you to have to have the final word. It's the thing that causes you to buy things to impress people who aren't even paying attention to you. See, what we're talking about today is so dangerously destructive, but, but what's challenging about it, it's so difficult to detect. It's hard to see it. When you look in the mirror, you just don't see it. What is it we're talking about? Pride. Pride. Now, let's just be clear right up top. There, there are different types of pride. There's a good pride and a bad pride. And what we're talking about today, this, this is not the good pride. Like, well, I'm proud of my kids, or I'm proud of my niece, or I'm proud of my ne nephew, or I'm proud of, of my work, or my company, or wow, look at my artwork, wow, or you're, I'm proud of my, photog my photography. This is not the pride that we're talking about today that inspires to greatness. What we're talking about today is that yucky thing inside of you and me that, that C.S. Lewis summed it up this way. He says, Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness are mere flea bites in comparison to pride because pride leads to every other vice. And it's in me. It's in you. In fact, some of you, you've been a victim to this. You grew up in a family or you were in a relationship or maybe you work for, you have a, a boss and, and because of their pride, and the really hard part about this conversation about pride is that you can see it in other people. I mean, I can spot it in you in like a second, but it's virtually impossible to see when I look in the mirror. It's almost impossible to see in myself. Well, not me. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't have pride. I, I, I'm not proud. See, for some reason, the past few weeks, as I have been preparing this message, I've been sitting in this topic, I, I've had some flashbacks. You ever had like just flashbacks where you can vividly see a scene? And I've had these flashbacks of a, of a couple of times when I was in a meeting or I was in a conversation. And as I look back, I can just see the pride all over me and how I'm acting and, and what I'm saying. And I'm watching this flashback in my mind and I have that sinking feeling in my stomach. You know, I didn't see it at the time. In the middle of that meeting or in the middle of that, I didn't see it. But I know what it is. It's pride. Pride. And pride shows up different ways. In fact, there, there's different types of pride. And here's a few different types of pride. One of them is the I'm better than you pride. Now, come on. Nobody wants to admit this pride. I mean, this just sounds terrible. This looks terrible. No one's going to say, well, I'm better than you. But honestly, this is probably the one that's so 
hard to see in the mirror. In fact, I would say it's almost impossible to see in the mirror. It takes so much maturity to see this. But but look at the indicators. Here's some indicators of this type of pride. A critical spirit, really critical of others, or, or blame. This kind of pride shows up, well, it's not my fault. I mean, you're the problem. If you would just do this, if you would do it, or it shows up at work, or something like this, like, well, no one can do it like me. If you want to do something right, you have to do it yourself. This is the I'm better than you pride. Another way this shows up, another type is the I can handle it pride. I got, I've got this. I, I can handle it. I mean, this type of pride, it, I mean, isn't this the American way, right? Just, I'm strong, I'm independent, I can do it, I don't need help. I mean, indicators of this type of pride is that it just, it's just hard to receive, you know, at Christmas or birthday. I mean, you love to give, but, but boy, you can find it hard to receive. I can't accept any, no, I can't accept that, I just can't accept that. Another indicator of this type of pride is that you just don't ask for help. I mean, you've been dealing with the same problem, the same issue, the same obstacle for years. Why? Because you struggle to ask for help. You can't admit weakness. You can't admit limitations. You just can't ask for help. I mean, this type of pride also shows up in the way that you pray. Your prayers are flat. They're faithless. They're predictable. Bless the food. uh, Keep me safe. God, could I just have a good day kind of prayer. I can handle it. Pride. Another way this shows up, another type of pride you could call is, it doesn't apply to me, pride. It just doesn't apply to me. Like, Greg, man, great message. I'm so glad that you're talking about this today because because my husband... Or my wife, boy they, boy, they need to hear this. In fact, when I get home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send, send them a link to the YouTube or to the podcast. I'm going to send it to them because they need this. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to hear this message. Me? Oh, no, no. You, you need to hear this. Oh, boy, I wish so-and-so was here because, no, not me. It's this attitude of I'm above the rule. See, here's why this matters. This is why we're talking about this. This is why this matters to you. This is why that this is so important. Because pride does something to you and me. See, here's one of the things pride does is it, dis, it diminishes you. This is the pride that promises to make you big, but actually in the end it makes you small. I mean, that's the lie. Pride promises that, that you'll look better, that you'll look bigger, but actually in the end you actually look worse. You look smaller. So here's what pride does. Pride, it actually diminishes your capacity. Your capacity to admit what you need to admit. Your capacity to acknowledge what you need to acknowledge. Your capacity to apologize. Pride diminishes your capacity to love, to receive love, to say what needs to be said. See, there's some people who are dying to hear a word of encouragement for you, but pride is keeping it. To, to hear what needs to be heard, to give what needs to be given. It diminishes your ability to do what needs to be done. See, pride diminishes my capacity to love. My, pride could diminishes my capacity to receive love. See, pride, it crowds people out. It pushes people out. When you're full of you, there's no room for anybody else. And, and people are crowded out. People that we love, people that we 
care about. I mean, some of you experience this. If only your boss or your parents could admit. See, their pride, it shoves you. What does it do? It shoves you to the, to the corner. See, pride deprioritizes everyone else in the room. I mean, are you hand, handing pride the remote control of your life? There was a guy named Peter. He was a follower of Jesus. In fact, he was in Jesus' inner circle. And if you study the life of Peter, he's just loud. He's the first one to speak. I mean, you could say that he's cocky. And after years of watching Jesus and talking with Jesus and walking with Jesus, at a very critical moment, Peter bombs. I mean, he cursed Jesus. He denied Jesus. He walked away. He actually literally ran away. But in this beautiful picture of the gospel, Jesus welcomes Peter back. I mean, with open arms. He says, Peter, you messed up. But you know what? I love you so much. I accept you. And, and not only that, I have so much more for you. From that moment forward, Peter goes on. And he tells people about Jesus. He has amazing faith. He helps build the church, and ultimately he dies for his faith. In fact, tradition tells us that he was crucified on a cross upside down. See, Peter would say his pride took him to the bottom. But there at the bottom is where he really experienced the love and the grace of Jesus. And toward the end of his, right, his life, he began to write letters to the church, to followers of Jesus, to, to you and to me. And, and here's what he wrote in 1 Peter 5, beginning in verse 5. He says, in the same way, I'm speaking to you who are younger. Follow the leads of those who are older. All of you, he says this, put on a spirit free of pride toward one another. Put it on as if you put on clothes. He says, do it because the scripture says, God opposes those who are proud, but he, what? he gives grace to those who are humble. So make yourself humble. Put yourself under God's mighty hand. Then he will honor you at the right time. Turn, give, cast all your worries to him because he cares about you. What's he saying? Verse 5, he says, the same way I'm speaking to those who are younger. Follow the lead of those who are older. He says, put on a spirit free of pride toward one another. Now you see here what he's saying is there's a posture of learning. He says, hey, those of you who are younger, maybe you're younger in your faith. Maybe it's not just an age thing. He says, learn from your leaders, from your elders. There's a posture of learning. There's a posture of curiosity. And he says, by, by taking that posture, it's like putting on, like you're putting on a, a jacket or a coat. He says, put on a spirit free of pride. Well, what does that mean? It's interesting. If you look at John chapter 13, there, there's a, an ex, two experiences of Peter in one chapter that show the contrast. At the beginning of John 13, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. He gets on the ground. He humbles himself. He washes their dirty feet. At the end of the same chapter, Peter, in his pride, he looks Jesus in the eye and says, Jesus, no matter what, I'll give my life for you. And Jesus looks at him and says, hey, Peter, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter says, man, I learned the hard way. Put on a spirit free of pride, and do it. Why? Because God opposes those who are proud, but he gives, keyword grace to those who are humble. Well, why, Peter? Like, why should we put on a spirit free of pride toward one another? What's our, our motivation? What's our, our inspiration? 
Peter says, God opposes those who are proud. But let me tell you, I've experienced this firsthand. He gives grace to those who are humble. He takes delight in the humble. He uses the humble. Peter says, verse 6, so make yourselves humble. Put yourselves under God's mighty hand, and he will honor you at the right time. So make yourself humble. Put on or clothe yourself in humility. Well, how do, you, how do you make yourself humble? Like, oh, just be humble, Greg. Like, what does it mean to, to be humble? Well, here are some habits of the humble. Here are some practices of the humble. The, the first one is just apologize. Be quick to say, I'm sorry. Be quick to apologize. I'll never forget years ago, I worked for this amazing man who was this amazing leader. And we're in this meeting. I'm young and cocky. And I said something stupid. And he snapped at me during the meeting. And a few minutes later, we took a break. And at the break, he sought me out. And he looked me in the eye. He says, Greg, I am sorry. You know what? My, my confidence in him, my belief in him went way up. See, his humility taught me a big lesson that day. Be quick to apologize. Here's another one. Say, say thank you. Be quick to say thank you. I mean, gratitude. Don't just think it. Oh, I'm thankful for you. No, like express it. Because you did not get to where you are alone. There's been people along the way. So who is it that you need to express gratitude to today? Here's another habit. Ask for help. I mean, this is huge. I'm terrible at this. We're terrible at this. An indicator of pride is a reluctance to ask for help. Be quick to ask for help. Say, hey, I'm limited here. I have a struggle here. I, I, I need help. Reach out for help. That we say here at Miami Church. Life is hard. We're here to help. Another habit of the humble is to open your, open your notebook. One of the guys on, the, on our management team, our board here at Miami Church, has a saying. He says, sit close and take notes. What's he saying? He's saying leaders, learners have a posture of learning. They sit in the front. They have a notebook. They take notes. They're open-minded. They come with this, what can I learn? How can I grow? How can I be better attitude? Sit close and take notes. And Peter says, make yourselves humble. Have, have these, put on these habits that help you become humble. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, and he will honor you or he will exalt you at the right time. Cast all, turn all your worries to him because he cares about you. See, pride, it just runs so deep. It penetrates our core, and it makes us believe things. It makes us believe that what other people think matters than what God thinks. It makes us believe that, that God's love is not enough. It makes us believe that his approval of me is inadequate unless I have the approval of others. God, the pride makes me think that my appearance counts for a lot. I am what other people think, and God says, no, I want to give you freedom. See, the truth for many of us is that pride is keeping us from God. See, your pride, not your intellect, is keeping you from God. See, it's, it's like this idea of stiff-arming, keeping God at a distance. Well, sure, you, you, you've got some questions and doubts. And, and, and sure, there's some things, and that's good. Explore those. But what pride does is it shuts us in, and it shuts God and others out. It keeps everything at an arm's distance so we can't do real exploration and, and exploring of who Jesus is. But Jesus comes along and he says, no, 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 no. He says, follow me. And to follow Jesus actually means to unfollow pride. He says, 
follow me. Come follow me. See, the call to you and to me today is is to to humble ourselves, right? To take on the posture of of an explorer, of a learner. And maybe for some of you, you're like, Greg, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if Jesus is real. I, I've got so many questions and so many. Great, great. Humble yourself in the sense of coming and explore. Take an honest look. Explore. Open your eyes and ears. That God, if you're there, Jesus, if you're real, man, help me to see you. Some of you, you're, you're followers of Jesus. And, and you're just so critical of other people. And, 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 and you just think you know so much. And, and the invitation to you and to me today is, is to humble ourselves and to come under, under, under God's mighty hand and begin to put on practices of, of humility, to put on these practices of humility, to embrace community, to embrace one another. Jesus said these words in Luke chapter 18. He says, all those who lift themselves up will be made humble. But he flips it and he says, those who make themselves humble, he says, I will lift them up. Oh God, I thank you for Peter and this example of a, of a person who, who in his pride, he stumbled and fell, and he, and he fell flat on his face. But the good news, the gospel, the good news of Jesus is you, you didn't leave him there. You, you embraced him. Your grace embraced him. And God, you were able to, to, to turn him, God, in his humility, and he was able to make an amazing impact for you. So God, I... My pride, many of our pride, it's keeping us from experiencing you, connecting with you, finding freedom in you. God, I pray we'll do business with that. And that we'll, we'll put on, as Peter says, we'll, we'll humble ourselves. We'll put on humility. We'll, we'll rid ourselves of humility, I mean of pride, so that we can experience you. So thank you, Jesus. We love you and we pray in your name. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at mommychurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.